My guest today is Samantha Gillis. She uses the pronoun she, her, hers. Samantha Gillis is magic. And if you could see what I see, you can see that she's standing in front of some wings surrounded by what looks like an intergalactic piece of magic. Her vibrant mystical charm will have you pondering your inner truth and stimulating inner alignment and authenticity. Coming from both a healer and a performer's background, Samantha is a powerful and passionate voice for the insecure creative individual who has trapped themselves in mediocrity. She's a loving mother of two, consciously raising her children on purpose as an uncoupled loving parent. Samantha's perspective is unique. She touches her people right in the heart and offers them safe space for authenticity, kindness, and vulnerability. She then uses her energetic healing abilities and unique understanding to fill people up with hope and courage. She's a witty, wise, and visionary of a fifth dimension future. Her core mission is love. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. You're welcome. I'm so grateful to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. So your business name is Light Warriors Academy. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So when I was about 14 years old, I discovered there was something different about me. And it was just a few years after that, that what I had discovered discovered was my purpose in life was to help people move from being in their mundane suppressed lives into expressing their whole expression and from that point forward I've been moving about in my life to really fulfill that purpose so when I came into building my own business that I realized that I was already a light worker, but this is warrior's work in being able to shift the dimensions of the planet. So that's how the Light Warriors Academy came to be. Oh, I love that. So I just shared with you that I'm 42 and at the time of this recording. And when I was in my early 20s, like like 20 actually. So about 22 years ago, I found myself taking a break from college. I had acquired what then felt big, but was actually a really small amount of credit card debt that I had to pay off immediately. And I moved back in with my parents in our small town in Michigan. And I picked up as many jobs as I could, which was two. I worked at a grocery store and I worked at a local hotel and resort. And then uh, my parents allowed me to live rent-free so I could get this, this debt under control and kind of reshift. And my sister was living at the home at the same time. So there was four adults living in, in the, my childhood home and we all did the same thing. We got up, we left the house and we came home and we did this on repeat. Right. And then I found that I was looking around, uh, my, just my world. One day I was at a party that one of my coworkers had thrown and, uh, they had, you know, people were using various substances to consume, you know, nothing more than pot. Right. But there was like, there was smoking and there was drinking and, and like this, like forgetting. And then there was, um, you know, maybe some children in the background, nobody was in any harm or anything like that. But what I noticed was this numbness, people going from kind of the the same thing every day and just on repeat and this numbness, you use the word mundane, right? And this, and this sort of like the, I just can't stop saying numbness uh, on this cycle on repeat without any kind of purpose. So 
that's probably what you tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a piece of it. Um, I th- think the people that come to me have an idea of purpose. They just they just depress themselves so far down that they've forgotten what it feels like to be joyous and to be in that space of expression. So what does a space of expression look like to you and to the clients that you work with? A space of expression is when you are taking your talent and you are expressing it outwards and you are actively being a participant in your life. Mm. And that comes, yeah, that comes in, in so many directions. One in pursuing your passion, as you spoke about, that's so important, but it's also how are your relationships moving in your life? How is your relationship with money? How is, right? How are you showing up for you? How are you housing your body, right? All of these things are the pieces that are necessary in order for you to shine at your greatest potential. Mm. So if everybody woke up today, <laughs> while we're, we're recording this during our global pandemic, so if everybody woke up today and while we're still sheltering in place, that's fine. Um, what do you think would change? If everyone woke up today, what would change? Like, oh. like woke up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That just, that just opened my heart up so wide. What a great vision. So there's this film that I absolutely adore. Unfortunately, I lost it, but it's such an amazing film. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's called The Last Mimsy. And oh, yeah. What, yeah. And what happens in The Last Mimsy is there is the stuffed rabbit that has been transferred from the future from a space when people were living in their highest dimension and were a little bit lost and it got transferred back into our time here around in 2000 and whatever ish we're in 2020 but that film was made a couple of years ago and um what it was it was it was meant to save humanity through emotion right because by releasing your emotion, you're able to release all of your potential. And the the lives, the world that it portrayed um, in the future, the future casting was a space of um, total phenomenons where you had that release to being able to talk from thought to thought. You don't have to use your voice because we're on that parallel. We have that psychic ability and that ability to manipulate your energy so you can levitate and maneuver. I believe that if we truly mastered our self-expression, that our reality would be vastly different in such an incredibly magical way. Mm. So you call yourself a visionary of a fifth dimension future. What is that? So uh, much like what I just talked about, The fifth dimension is a space of ease, joy, and abundance. It's when you can really move about in your life from a perspective of constantly working with your reality opposed to having it happen to you. It's such a place of ease. Mm -hmm. So coming back into the now, right? We, uh, pandemic or no, no pandemic aside, like we, we get up, we feed the kids, we do our work 
And, and that's kind of, you know, the same kind of scenario that I described earlier. It's still kind of a scenario, whether you choose to do it in intention or not is another thing. Um, so given that sort of, that's sort of how we operate, right? We, we have to have physical sustenance and all that. How would a life of ease look versus like reacting? Like what is, what does a typical day look like if you're living in a life of ease? When you're living in a life of ease, you, um, okay, I've got it. So there was once when I bought a car for my little girl, I was, I was gung ho on teaching her, um, one of these financial ideas about when you save money that you get really cool things. Okay. But because this was not something that was supposed to enter into my reality, it was not ease. I, but of course, me being uh, that mom, right? I got to get my kid the thing that I, the, right? Um, I really, I was like, I want it in this color. I want this car. And I really focused in and got it. And it, the whole process was like coming up against the wall, coming up against the wall, coming up against the hall, wall. So what ended up happening is the car did arrive, but it arrived without a battery and it would not work. And I just was left with a piece of junk. Why? Because it wasn't meant for me and I kept hitting those walls. So that's the struggle when you're not in alignment, when you're not listening to ease. Now, on the other side of that, I'm going to use my example of when I went to acting school. Okay. So when I went to acting school, I didn't, I did not believe I was going meant to go to acting school. I was in a space of diminishment and I was determined to be somebody who worked with my hands. Okay. But what ended up happening was the blueprint that I was going to use to get myself into art college um, disappeared and and I lost it and I couldn't get it back. And something somewhere along in the space of my intuition said, you should apply to acting school. I did not want to be an actor, but I followed in. Yeah, I followed the steps and between application to graduation was total ease and a complete life transformational experience. You follow the ease. Interesting. What about the thought that comes up? Well, you just, you have to fight for what you want. And so sometimes things are hard because you have to like prove that you want the thing. Okay. So I call those uh, shakedowns and um, traps. Okay. So, and tripwires. No, I call them tripwires, not traps. There's definitely traps, but those are tripwires. So what happens is in universal flow, you do have to go through a sense of struggle to get the things that you desire. Like if you want to get healthy with your body, you have to go through the discomfort before you get to the comfort. Okay. But then once you get to the comfort, it becomes ease. Right. And then of course, in the middle of that somewhere right before you get into the ease, you have a shakedown that will cause you to um, really not want to do the thing that's right for you. So there are definitely aspects and elements of needing to go through the process, but there's there's a point where it's not 
the universe testing you and struggling you anymore. It's that this is not meant for you. And this is your stop sign to turn around and do something else. How do you know the difference? Oh, absolutely. How do you, how do you know the difference? How do you tell your clients to guide them to know the difference? Um, that's a really good question. I would say that the difference is your intention. What is your intention in what it is that you're trying to create? Like for me with the car, I really wanted to show off a way of saving money, right? So she could get this big little happy thing. But did I really need to blow that money to prove a point? Versus if you are getting yourself healthy, right? What is your intention in getting yourself healthy? Is because you want to be strong and healthy and and live life more vibrantly, right? So I, mm-hmm. I think that's really what the difference is, is if you really dig down deep, what's your intention in the process of creation? Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. We're going to take a quick break a little early. And when we come back, I want to know more. Are you tired of moving month to month without any flow? Are you ready to get more in alignment with the world around you and your purpose? I believe we are all better together. And when I mean we, I mean all of us. From those who know their purpose and are connected to their environment to those who are just learning to be connected and what their purpose may be. I am here to hold space for us to learn together, to mastermind together, and to make magic together. So I'm hosting new and full moon circles every month. We'll circle up about three days before the new moon and just before or on the full moon. Together, in circle, on Zoom, we'll get grounded, we'll journal, we'll explore, and we'll mastermind together, both metaphysical and natural supports to keep us in alignment. Want to learn more? Visit www.michellelastly.com slash mooncircles. Space is limited, so be sure to grab your seat today. Welcome back. So I'm going to go back to the name of your business because it's also a program you're launching uh, at, the, at the time of this. You're um, creating it. Light Warriors Academy. You told me that part of the goal of it is to raising the consciousness of humanity. So let's go to the last part first. Dig in a little more. I know we kind of we painted a visual right in the, in the first half, but I want to kind of dig into that a little bit more about your motivations on why it's important that we're raising the consciousness of humanity. Ooh, that is a deep, deep, deep question, Michelle. Okay, so um, in my path and on my journey, of course, all of us beautiful light workers have a story. My story goes where. Um, I was gifted, uh, um, my mother had a mental instability, okay? And I witnessed the corrosion of her human spirit through, yeah, through the painful way that she moved in her world, the way that she felt attacked her space into victimhood. And then in that process, I took a bunch of that on for myself. And, um, as I grew in my life, I witnessed it at different levels and experienced it at different levels that it just got to a point where 
I realized the captivity of the human spirit and that it wasn't just a couple of people that were stuck, that it was a great portion of society that was stuck. And I couldn't, I just, (laughs) you get it, right? I get it. I get it. Um, Okay. So that noticing called you into action. Mm-hmm. and probably some life happened and whatnot. And then now we have the Light Warriors Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Light Warriors Academy was originally named uh, Refashioning Your Life. It was started in uh, 2010. So it's gone through a bunch of manipulations and um, yeah, it's always been a real mission of mine to transform people into their best selves. Because again, as we had talked earlier, I believe that if people express themselves at their fullest capacity, that we can really save this world and create something beautiful and different. Awesome. So what happens in the Light Warriors Academy? Magic happens in the Light Warriors (laughs) Academy. Um, Yeah, so in the Light Warriors Academy, you're supported and you are challenged to take energetic control of yourself to really get control of the way that you manipulate and move in your own world so you become the driver of your world and then um, I also help to polish you into a space where you feel fully confident in the delivery of that human as well. Awesome so we wrote down a couple notes before this started, uh, which I'm sure wraps right into how you work with, with your light warriors. Uh, intuitive guidance, consciousness awareness, uncoupling relationships, conscious creationships, conscious parenting, holistic living, visualization, intention, and actualization. So let's start with the last part. How do you define actualization? Ooh, I love that question. That's such a great question. Um, Okay, so there is a big difference between manifestation and actualization. Manifestation is the art of going after and creating the thing that you desire, whereas actualization is actually having it in your hands. So a lot of the time when people are talking about manifesting, you realize that they kind of get stuck in a cycle. That's because they are manifesting and they are not actualizing. Actualizing is going through the process of manifestation to get the thing that you desire. Interesting. And so, and part of that would be visualization and intention setting, I would imagine. Uh, So let's go back another step. You also made a note about holistic living. What does it mean to be living whole? Question. So um, to live holistically to me is to be in attunement of life force. So when you are, it's utilizing the natural capacities that are available to you without relying on the manufactured versions of reality. So it's essential oils, it's eating your green food, it's exercising and moving your body, getting out into the sunshine. 
It's um, talking to your kids, not yelling at your kids, right? It's all of those things that bring in life force versus depleting it. So uh, let's pick about food for a second. Um, Sometimes we get in our traps of being busy, right? And uh, needing to answer all those questions and we want to go for like the quick thing, right? So we might be pulling the canned foods and the canned goods or the, the frozen meals and the fast food and that sort of thing. So I would imagine for you, then the switch would be like getting back in touch with nature. So the whole foods, you, I think you said green smoothies and, or if you didn't say green smoothies, I heard green smoothies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you definitely want to consume as much natural food as you possibly can. I understand busy lives. Um, I eat uh, so many quick meals because I'm right there with you. I much prefer convenience than cooking. Um, but I also understand what it is that I need for my optimal health and I know how to get there. And that's when it goes from being like, um, it turns it into choice. It goes from being in that default setting to being like, okay, I know what it takes for me to be that optimal human. And when I choose it, it's available to me. But right now I am choosing convenience because it is what I need right now that feeds my spirit. Sure. So having the end in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And working into that way. So I've never... One of the terms that I have come across over the last some years is, was actually introduced in the nonprofit world. So where I live here in Portland, Oregon, in this whole state of Oregon, at the time, there was 32,000 nonprofits. And so that's a lot of agencies, organizations that uh, theoretically don't run on a profit. You know, there's a certain amount of money making that has to happen so you can be sustained, right? But you're not being measured by that profit. And one of the ways that you go out is you go and you get grants. And uh, there's, you know, a certain number of granting agencies and and often what they're able to grant because that agency raises its own money and whatnot, um, can't cover all 32,000 nonprofits, right? So in a sense, there's almost in, in a very, very minute, small, like example, there's like a finite amount of funds available. And so in a sense, these nonprofits had a competition, but the nonprofits often don't want to compete with each other because you might have the education nonprofit and then the tree planting nonprofit and then the trash picking up nonprofit and then the feeding people nonprofit. And they actually have a mission that's in an alignment. And so the term that was floated that I love was um, co-opetition. So you're cooperating while competing uh, because in that I would love for our world to move away from thinking of resources as finite and be better stewards. And so this is why I'm kind of tripping over my language here. So with that example, I would love to dig into what you look at as a conscious creationship. Okay. So that kind of moves a little bit into, um, into the uncoupling kind of space here. And that's how I kind of gave got into that creationship space was because when you go through, um, yes, this kind of marries into that topic a little bit. Um, when you go through the process of choosing to separate you, there's 
a level of expectation that you need to be angry and you need to hate each other and all of these things, right? But when you get into a relationship, you can actually shift from that space of, you get into the space of not necessarily relying on each other, not necessarily having any, like, you, you, you create together, you, you create that bond where you know that you're, you're stimulating each other into growth. And that's, that's the best way that I feel like I can describe that is it's these mutual relationships that aren't there to, um, you know, pet you on the shoulder and make you feel nice. I mean, that's a part of it, but really you're there to stimulate each other's growth because you are in creation. You are creating something. And when I relate that back into the uncoupling, it's about that creationship of creating that um, space of safety for our family where we are still very much kind and compassionate and creating this world for ourselves that is healthy, the healthy environment, even though we are not together. You are very goal-oriented, it seems like, with that end in mind. So if we want to have a beautiful world that leads with love, and then along the way, we realize that some of our choices didn't lend itself to that consistently, then making different choices that still align with love. Does that resonate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, One of the things that I teach and that I'm very, very passionate about is relentless forgiveness. Um, you're allowed to make mistakes. In fact, I encourage you to make mistakes because that's how you're in creation. So you have to be in that constant state of relentless forgiveness for both yourself and for those that you are with, because you're going to hurt people along the way. You're going to feel hurt. You're going to make those mistakes. And that's, that's okay. You constantly always start from 10 second intervals. There's a little quick tip for you. 10 second intervals. What is a 10 second interval? Um, Your life creates in 10 seconds. Your choices are only good for every 10 seconds. So any time that you are in a space of say, maybe you're angry or you, um, whatever the emotion may be, you can consciously sit down and be like, well, do I want this? What's this going to create for my future? And and every 10 seconds, choices expire so you can create a new choice. Do I need to be angry? Do I need this release? Yes. Okay. Do I need to be angry? Do I still need to release? Yes. Okay. How do I feel now? Do I still need to be angry? Do I still need to release? No, I'm okay now. Gone. Awesome. That's a great way to interrupt the think, feel, do triangle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So if an individual, we have one quick tip. I want two more. If an individual is, is ready to align with the end in mind, making different choices to get maybe different results from what they had and everybody gets stuck in different ways. And, you know, uh, I like to use like the road rage example for, you know, you, you, whatever, what you show up with. So what are two other tips our listeners can take away and work on right now to help them stay in alignment with their goals? Okay. So, um, one of my favorites that I practice on a consistent basis is my five affirmations. Okay. And I do them every morning. Sometimes, um, I will do them when I'm asleep. Sometimes I will do them 
um, first thing in the morning and I will do them with jumping jacks, but there is five particular affirmations that I use constantly, especially when I'm feeling down. Are you ready for them? I am. I am power. I am control. I am awareness. I am creativity. I am money. I am power. I am control. I am awareness I am creativity. I am money. And it puts you into that space of, of being in alignment, of being in awareness of your choices and still being in that constant attractor of creating the things that you desire to create. Yeah, that's, that's so potent. That is such a potent piece for you. Um, and for another one, I'm going to, I'm going to move into that space of, uh, visioning and being goal oriented because you mentioned that a couple of times, which thank you. I appreciate that you recognize that in me. Um, I have this really cool technique called the scrapbooking technique. And what you do in the scrapbooking technique is you actually look at your life from when you're 80 years old and you create your vision board um, with milestones of the energies of the world that you want to create starting from the end in mind and plugging those bits and pieces in. And the key part of this visualization technique is to choose imagery that stimulates emotion and stimulates feeling because when you get into the feeling of what it is that you desire that's when you can actually get into alignment of it oh that's so beautiful what are you reading right now Ooh, what am i reading right now right now actually i'm reading a futuristic book called life after google Oh my, oh, so fascinating. We'll have links yeah. to all that in the show notes. And then uh, one of the interviews I did was with Jenny Houston and had a great, uh, some tips on how she sets her mornings and that will align perfectly with your affirmations. And so we'll link that in the show notes as well. Uh, what is one last thing you would like our audience to know about your work? The last thing that I would like the audience to know about my work is that what I teach is not new. Um, it's just the way that I deliver it. Um, and the biggest part of that is that anybody can do it. Everybody can get in touch with their alignment and shed in their outer light. Where can people find you? Uh, Facebook.com slash groups at Light Warriors Academy is one of my favorite places. Awesome. And we'll have links to all that and more in the show notes. Samantha, thank you so much for sharing your magic and your light with us today. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. That's been a blast being here. Make you it a great welcome. day. Yes. Balance Shared is produced and edited by me, Michelle Astley. The instrumental music, Grass, by Silent Partner, is from the YouTube Audio Library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a supporter. Email hello at michelleastley.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.